You are listening to Parenting Through the Detour, Episode 22, Show Up as Your Best Self During the Holidays. Howard W. Hunter said, Your detours and disappointments are the straight and narrow way back to him. And we know that men and women are that they might have joy. But when you get taken on a parenting detour, it feels like joy is something that other people get to feel, but not you. It doesn't have to be this way. Join me on this podcast and let's find some joy through your detours. And I'll give you some help along the way. I'm your host, Tina Gosney, and I'm a life and relationship coach and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. friends. Welcome back to Parenting Through the Detour. I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm so glad for those who are supporting and downloading and putting reviews up for this podcast. I can't tell you how much that means to me. It's such a blessing to have you here and sharing this journey with me. And I wanted to share a review with you today that really I think it's so useful. It just ties directly into what I'm talking about in the episode this week. And that review reads like this. This podcast is a real blessing for parents and kids. It's so important to me to understand what parents go through as their kids, which is me, go through a detour. This life is full of experiences to be lived, and it's best when we can live it with our best selves. Thank you, Tina, for sharing so much wisdom and knowledge for this and the future generation. I would recommend this podcast to anyone that wants a better life and relationships with family members and religion. Thank you so much for that review. I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that you are finding some value in the things that I'm teaching and sharing in this podcast. So if you are also liking this podcast, if you're finding that these things are resonating with you and you're learning some things that you're implementing in your life, would you go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review? Because Apple Podcasts use these reviews to help other people find podcasts. So if you like what you're learning and you like what you're hearing, help other people to find it by leaving a review. Thank you so much for doing this, friends. Maybe yours will be the next one that I highlight on this podcast. You just never know. Today, I want to talk about showing up as your best self during the holidays. The reason I want to talk about this is because something that happened last month. I was asked to teach a short lesson for our midweek Relief Society meeting, and I was teaching about managing stress during the holidays. I really like I had identified some reasons that I feel some stress during the holidays, but I wasn't sure if that's what the other women in my ward were like those were the reasons that they were feeling stressed. So I really didn't go with anything planned. I was just going to talk to them about ask them like why are you feeling stress and let's talk about how you can manage that. So as I was asking them and I said, hey, what is stressful for you during the holidays? What are the things that come up that cause you to maybe like not look forward to the holidays or maybe even dread the holidays? And these are some of the things that they said. 
well, and by the way, my ward is a little bit on the older side. A lot of these answers were coming from women whose children are grown and they're out of the house, and many of them have grandchildren. So this is what they were telling me. They said, these are some major stressors. They said, getting together with their kids and having their kids be angry at for something that they did, or maybe having their kids and their grandkids over to their house, managing their relationships between their children when they get together, like their kids are fighting with each other and not treating each other nicely. Those were the main ones. There was a few other stress sources, but I noticed that about 90% of the things that people said had to do with managing difficult relationships with family members during the holidays. And that's what they were stressed about. And so that's where this podcast episode is coming from. I'm going to be talking about how do you show up as your best self? How do you enjoy the holidays? And how do you not have to try to manage the emotions of other family members in the process? Because as women, as mothers, as grandmothers, we often think that's our job, that we're supposed to manage the emotions and make sure that everybody's getting along so that we can have a nice family time together. But that's not even possible. We think it is, but it's not even possible. What do we do instead? Instead of trying to manage the emotions, how do we manage ourselves so that we can enjoy the time that we have with our families? I've been researching lately and learned about this, something called emotional resonance or sympathetic resonance. So there's some cool YouTube videos, and I'm going to put one or two links to these videos um, on YouTube in the show notes. So if you want to look at them, go to there, go to the show notes, and then just click on the videos and you'll see they're really cool. There's one I saw that has metronomes. And if you're not familiar with what a metronome is, it's something that musicians use to keep a steady beat. And a metronome clicks at a steady beat. It's a mechanical device that you set to a certain number. The number is tells you how many beats per minute. So if you have six, if you set it to 60, you have 60 beats per minute. And it's just beating at one second, one beat every second. So I saw where they they started over 32 different metronomes. All, it sounded like it was around 60, said at 60, and they started them all at different times and let them all just tick. And there's different kinds of metronomes, but these were the ones that have the arm that goes back and forth. So you could actually see when the metronome was clicking and um, its its pattern of clicking, and they started them all at the same time. Well, I've always thought that it was impossible to start more than one metronome at a time and have them sync up because it is a mechanical device. And it's just, I always thought it was impossible for them to ever come together if you started two metronomes at the same time. But it was so interesting to watch this YouTube video because they started 32 of them all at different times. And within two minutes, they are all beating perfectly in sync with each other. All the arms are going back and forth in perfect synchronicity. The clicks are clicking at the same time perfectly. And these are mechanical devices. This is called sympathetic resonance. 
sound has vibrations and vibrations, nature wants to sync vibrations up with each other. There's another one with tuning forks. The person doing the demonstration struck one tuning fork and they had another one on the table right next to it. They silenced the first one and you can hear the second one, which was never struck, is then vibrating. It's really pretty cool to look at these videos. So this really goes along the same lines as emotional resonance. That was sympathetic resonance. This is emotional resonance. And this is what we as people do with our emotions. So our emotions also have vibrations, just like sound does. Emotions have vibrations. And we will sync up with the emotions with each other when we're around another person. So think about the last time you were around someone who came at you with anger. Somebody that came at you was very angry with you and was expressing their anger to you. What happened? Most likely, you started feeling anger towards them. That's what our bodies want to do. We want to match the emotions of the person that we're around. Think about the last time you were around someone who was just really, really sad. And they just have a tendency to be really down and sad and look at life in a very negative way. How do you feel when you're around that person? Lots of times you feel, even if you went happy, went into that interaction with that person in a good mood, in a happy mood, you most likely came out as feeling dragged down, like a lot more sad, a lot more depressed, maybe looking at things more negatively because you were matching the emotions and the vibration of the other person. And this is in our DNA. And it helps us to connect and form relationships with each other. We are, we are genetically and biologically programmed to want to match the emotions of the people that we are around. It helps us to connect with each other, except when it doesn't. Because think about the anger example. When somebody's coming at you and they're angry and you respond with anger, that does not promote a healthy connecting relationship. And if you're interacting with someone who is depressed and sad and sees things negatively, when you match that emotional vibration, it does also does not uplift either of you. It might make you feel like you're coming down to their level, but you leave feeling drained. You don't leave feeling more connected to that person. And nature loves balance. So if we don't sync up with the emotional vibrations of the other person, one or both of us will find it intolerable and we will leave. One or both of us will just leave that relationship or leave that interaction with each other. So think about when your kids were little, if they're older now, have you ever told your child, you know, when they were younger, like you need to go to your room until you can calm down. Because having a child that's out of control in the midst of a bunch of other people makes everybody else pick up on that vibration and it starts sending other people out of control. Do you ever find yourself avoiding another person because they bring you down and you come away from that interaction with that person feeling depressed and sad? You talk to them and you feel down after talking to them. This is nature's way of balancing. 
And if you don't want to sync up emotions with another person, you leave or you avoid them. That's just what happens. That's human nature. And that's just nature in general. That's what happens. So think about how this applies to the holidays. And what I told you before about the women in my ward who were concerned about their relationships and how to manage those difficult emotions during the holidays. Think about how that applies to a family get together, like Thanksgiving that's coming up real soon. It's coming up later this month, or maybe just like a family get together, a party, or, you know, whatever it is that you're going to get together. Think about church events. Think about your own holiday traditions and the joy or the stress that that brings you. So when you think about these things that are coming up in the next few weeks till the end of the year, what emotions do the holidays bring you? You already know you've lived through several holidays and seasons. You probably already know what emotions are awaiting you. If you're not already feeling them now, you know that they're coming. So do you feel stress? Do you feel anxiety? Or are you looking forward to them with joy and happiness? What emotions do you know that you are going to experience during the next few weeks? Now, I want you to think of what emotions you see your family members around you having. What emotions do you typically see from them when you get together? Or maybe with your ward, when you get together, what kind of emotions do you see from the people in your ward? And when you think about those emotions and you consider your own humanness, your own biological programming to pick up and mirror and sync up with those emotions, how does that make you feel? Do you want to match those emotions? Maybe if they're happy and joy, yes, the answer is yes. But what if they're stress and anxiety? What happens if you don't want to match those emotions? Does it become so uncomfortable that you want to leave that situation? You want to leave that interaction with that other person, or maybe you want to leave that event altogether. It's hard to do if it's at your house, right? You want to ask everybody else to leave, but then you know that's just going to cause more problems. So sometimes we want to match the emotions, like when we're feeling happy and excited and fun and playful. Those are so fun to match from someone else and it creates bonds. It helps us feel connected to people through that emotion matching and it strengthens the relationship. But it's the negative or the uncomfortable emotions that we don't want to match. But we so often finding ourselves do that. We try to not have people have those kind of emotions because then it's going to bring about a response in us or bring about a response in somebody else, and then you're going to feel like you have to manage those relationships, and you can't do that. So how do you not do what you are biologically programmed to do? That's what we're going to talk about. I want to share this three-step process with you. If you find that this is something that's going to be a problem for you, and most people are going to say, yes, this is something that happens in our family during our get-togethers. So when you recognize that your body's natural response and your natural desire is to match the emotional energy you get from someone else, you get to choose whether or not this is something that you want to do and you get to make that choice on purpose. 
through this three-step process that I'm going to give you. So step number one is stop. Just stop and recognize that your body and your brain are trying to match a negative emotion. Be aware of this. Just notice it. Just put a pause for a second and say to yourself, oh, I notice right now that I want to be angry because this person is showing up angry around me. And that's my body's way of syncing up emotions. When you say to yourself, oh, I notice this is happening for me right now, it gives you a little bit of space between you and what your body is wanting to do. It takes the situation outside of you and it gives you distance between you and the emotion. And then when it's not something that is inside of you, but it's outside of you and there's a little bit of space, you get a chance to respond instead of react. And the second step is I want you to be aware of your body's response to the emotion. Our emotions we experience physically within our bodies. Our emotions come from a chemical that's released into our bloodstream. And it causes a physical reaction in your body. We feel it physically. So I want you to think, where do I feel angry? Where? What does it feel like? What does anger feel like in my body? So take a moment to locate that physical response that you're having in your body. So for me, anger shows up in my chest. My, my heart starts to beat faster and louder. It feels like it's beating really hard. I would call it pounding. I think it's pounding. My heart starts to pound. My face gets really hot and it feels like it's vibrating, and my hands also start to vibrate. Everything feels really tense. So that's what anger feels like for me. What does anger feel like for you? Take a minute, just pause this podcast for a minute, and think about the last time you were angry, and locate what that physical response is for you. How do you know when you're feeling angry? It's going to be a physical response. What is your body's way of responding to that chemical that your brain has released? And what does it feel like in your body? That's step number two. So step number one, stop and recognize that your brain and body are trying to match an emotion. Step number two, be aware of your body's response. Describe it to yourself and allow it to be there. The third thing I want you to do is choose on purpose how to respond. So when we react, it doesn't come from our thinking brain. It comes from our lower brain. And it's not usually a good thing when we react to a negative emotion that's coming at us. We don't make our best choices and respond as our best self at that time. So let's just say that this, let's just keep with this emotion of anger Do you want to match that anger? You have a choice. If you do match that feeling of anger, that emotion of anger that you're experiencing from someone else, ask yourself, what's going to happen in one hour? If I respond with anger in this moment, what will happen in one hour? What will happen in one day? 
And what's going to happen in one year? When I match this anger, I'm going to have consequences. Are these consequences that I want to live with? Maybe the answer is yes, and maybe it's no. But whatever the answer is, make your decision on purpose and not because you're out of control. And if you use these steps, you're much less likely to become out of control. So if you don't want to match the anger, you're going to need to do some deep breathing and you're going to need to allow the other person to be angry without matching their anger. Take into account some things like this. When people get angry with each other, it becomes like a tug of war game with each side pulling against the other side. Only in this tug of war game, no one wins. There's a lot of tension. Relationships suffer and relationships are way more important than whether or not you were right about something. So think about that tug of war game with all that tension that appears in that game when there's two opposing sides pulling against each other. It only takes one side to let go of that rope for that tension to disappear. You can choose to be that person if you want to. Have you ever reacted in anger towards another person and then an hour later or a day later or a year later, you regret what you said or did? And you think, oh my goodness, why did I say that? That was so dumb. I should never have said that. I was so mean. You have so much regret and remorse. And reacting this way is so damaging to our relationships. But the thing is, when you feel triggered emotionally, your body goes into that fight or flight response. And it's literally redirecting oxygen from your higher brain to the other parts of your body because it thinks you're in danger and you are not thinking clearly. And to get your higher brain back online, you need to do some really deep breathing and get that oxygen flowing back to your brain. It's going to help your higher brain come back online so that you make better choices. You have to calm down your body's fight or flight response so that you can redirect that oxygen back to your higher brain Because your higher brain is your best self. That's when your best self shows up, when you're able to use that brain to not react, but instead to respond on purpose. So I want to introduce you to this concept of holding space. And this is really what I'm talking about is when you don't want to match the emotional vibration that you're getting from somewhere else. Because when you can hold space, You hold your emotional vibration steady no matter what is going on around you. You are centered and firmly planted in who you are, and you hold your emotions steady. Think about this. If you were holding love, compassion, and understanding steady when another person is coming at you with anger. When you do this, you give the other person the opportunity to match your emotional vibration so that they can calm themselves down because you are not getting worked up emotionally. This is you showing up as the best self. This is you showing up as the person that you want to be. And this is you showing love, compassion, kindness to the others around you by helping them to calm themselves in your presence. 
What a gift you give to other people when you can hold space for them and love them in the midst of their mess. That is, that is love. <laughs> and that is not always an easy thing to do, but it is totally doable. If you follow those three steps, you're going to find yourself more likely to end up in that space. So remember those three steps are stop and recognize that you're wanting to match emotions. The second one is be aware of your body's physical response. And the third one is choose on purpose how to respond. Okay, that is what I have for you today. I hope that you are finding that you are able to take these things that I'm teaching you and apply them in your life to improve your emotional life and find more joy in your life with your family. And I want to encourage you to sign up for my masterclass that I'm having next week. It's December 17th. It's a Wednesday from two to three o'clock in the afternoon, mountain time. This class, we're going to be talking about managing difficult relationships. And if this episode today sounds like something that you might want to talk to me about and you may, maybe you need some help, like learning how to apply this in your life, I'm going to be talking about this same concept and some more things that I haven't shared in this podcast. And I'm going to be sharing how you can apply this in a practical way in your life. You will even have the chance to get coached live from me if you want to. And I'll talk about your specific situation and help you work those things out. So don't miss this chance to get some help for yourself as we get closer to the holidays because they are right around the corner. I'm looking forward to seeing you in that masterclass. I'll see you next Wednesday, November 17th at two o'clock in the afternoon mountain time. Until then, have a great day.